What is going on, everybody? We are back with the next episode of Our City Podcast. We got some MLB changes coming our way, potentially. Uh, most, most of you may have seen the, ad, the Athletic released a 67-page article detailing everything in the MLB's proposed plan, from player safety to rules during the games, all sorts of stuff going on. Now, essentially, players are not happy as you probably have seen on social media, especially because of the money aspect of it, not so much of the health and safety aspect of it. So we're going to talk about all that a little bit today. I don't want to get into too much detail because obviously not being in any of those positions, being in a front office position or a player position, I cannot speak fully as to how I would feel if that were me, but I do have kind of an idea if that were me. But first of all, we're going to start with the salary stuff. So hopefully some of you saw Mark Deshera's comments. Um, it was some, I can't remember exactly word for word, but it was something along the lines of, I'd rather make pennies on the dollar and give hope to people than lose out on a year of my career. Now, I agreed with Teixeira to an extent. I know that's not a very popular belief. I know a lot of people gave him crap for what he was saying. But if you think about it, I mean, he's to an extent, he's right. I mean, it's obviously easy for Mark Teixeira to say, considering he's got over $200 million of his own money, secured his own money. He's not risking losing any of it. And he's not in the situation. He's retired and going about his life. What I didn't like was that people were in the comments. Of course, there's going to be people who disagree with him and people who have problems with him. But people were saying, oh, this is just like 9-11 and all that stuff. I was like, no, that's not what this is. This is completely different. Now, while Teixeira, again, is probably out of place to be saying something like that, to an extent he was right. I mean, well, at least... If I were a player and I saw what Teixeira said, I would agree to it. Again, to an extent, because at least the way I see it is if I got the opportunity to go, if I were a Major League Baseball player and I got the opportunity to go back and play during all, even if I had, if I had to be isolated or quarantined or whatever, I would be okay with doing it. And I would be okay with taking a pay cut in the process. However, I also do not have a wife or kids that I have to consider in terms of supporting and the safety of them. Some players like Mike Trout, for example, who is expecting a child or Bryce Harper, whose child is very young, you're putting them potentially in a lot of risk. Now, what they're asking for is MLB players are already taking a cut in their pay. I believe it's 50% or something like that. Now they're asking them to take a cut on top of that cut within that within their payment. So let's say I believe that cut is like 33%. So if you're making $10 million, just for the sake of even numbers, now you're making $5 million. Now the league wants you to take 33% of that $5 million to be your payment for the year. Now, while it's hard to justify that, but I can also see both sides of it. Because 
these guys signed for what they're worth or feel they're worth and they want to and deserve to get paid what they signed for. But at the same time, you also have to remember that the teams aren't getting any money in. You know, they're not getting fan revenue from ticket sales. They're not getting revenue from concession concession items or the team store merchandise, parking, all that kind of stuff. They're not getting revenue for. So for them to just they had to make they have to make cuts somewhere. And what teams are trying to do is keep stadium employees as long as they can. Now we've already seen um, some teams say starting June that they have to start laying off stadium workers. We've seen a couple teams last night. I know the Twins announced the Twins and I believe it was the Phillies. I can't remember off the top of my head. Said that they were going to guarantee their employees payment until the end of. June, but after that, it's still up in the air what, what will happen. We have to see what happens when we're there. But what the, the thing is, is when you have no money coming in and you have all these people to pay, it's tough. Now, I know a lot of people are blame. They're like, oh, this is a way to cover the billionaire owners and all that kind of stuff. Maybe it is, but also you have to consider that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I saw an article that said this it could be completely false I, I I do not know so again correct me if I'm wrong but I saw an article that was saying that Derek Jeter what gave up his entire salary for the 2020 season and is giving it to stadium and giving it to stadium employees to keep them employed as long as they can now obviously that's easy for Derek Jeter to do considering the financial situation he's in but it's not necessarily about protecting the billionaire owners I mean I'm sure that is part of it but it's also you have to keep stadium you can't keep putting people unemployed because that's just going to make the situation harder when the season does start back up again now again that's a very broad way of how I view it but I mean it's kind of a you can see I at least I can see both sides of it why players would be upset and I could see why some people would want to um, play anyway. Now I know Blake Snell made some comments about it. Well, he kind of lost a little credibility in my opinion because he kept saying like, "Oh, if I get the Rona," and he kept saying the Rona and stuff like that. He it wasn't a very, uh, I guess, appropriate response to the situation. I know Trevor May said that he agreed with him, but he didn't necessarily agreed with how he said it. So that's pretty much that's kind of how I view it. I mean, obviously, I'm not in their position, so I can't speak fully on how I would view how I would handle it. But the the safety and health of the players and their families is obviously the number one priority. But with that, you the players also want to get paid what they signed for. Understandable. But when there's no money coming in, and considering the circumstances. Something's got to give somewhere, whether it's their payment, whether it's uh, how they have to isolate themselves if we pl- if they play or not, stuff like that. Something's got to give somewhere. Not everybody can win, and that's one of the underlying things that I don't think people are realizing is something has to give somewhere, whether it's the money, whether it's quarantine players, whether it's travel restrictions, all sorts of stuff. Now, into the other part of it, 
which was part of the proposal. Now, part of the proposal would get the season going in early July, and one of the things would require what regular... These are the big points that I took from it. Regular testing of players and other uniform personnel. So, obviously, players, we predicted, we figured they'd get tested. Also, uniform personnel, so front office staff, coaches, trainers, the kitchen staff to feed the players, all those people have to be tested. The only problem with the testing is the league wants regular testing, okay, which is fair. But it's not real. I don't really understand what regular means because... You want to test them daily or once a week or whatever you're doing. But the problem with that is to give them tests, you're also taking tests away from the public. So you need to figure, they need to figure out a way that, okay, we can test our players and make sure they're safe, test the workers, umpires, make sure they're all safe. But we also have to make sure we're not stealing or taking too many from the general public that also needs them. That's kind of a little thing to figure out, but it was a note, something I found noteworthy in there. Also, one thing was spring training will be limited to 50 players. So teams will have 50 player squads, and they want workouts to be staggered to prevent overcrowding, which is understandable. I mean, the social distancing thing is taking a big, is becoming very more and more normal. But games would be. To avoid heat concerns, they were talking about games being between 7 and 9 in Florida and Arizona. They're talking about socially distanced in the locker rooms. They're talking about, um, again, the 50 players, so that probably means there won't be a minor league season on top of minor league teams being cut, which we'll talk about probably in a later episode. Um, no lineup cards exchange, which I thought was interesting because... They were, again with the social distancing stuff. They're using an app to enter lineup cards. I assume this would have to be done before the game even starts, considering it's a league rule to not have technology in the dugouts. So I don't. I'm kind of weird on that. But also, players will be isolated on the roads. Um, they are supposed to stay in their hotel and not leave without permission to keep. Excuse me to keep the public safe. And the also the part with that is how often they're traveling. We don't know how often they travel. I mean, they have realigned divisions to have as few uh, traveling happen as pos- as little traveling happen as possible. But again, a lot of this can change. And then the other thing that is not really noteworthy, but I just found interesting, they're trying to prohibit spitting. Like, just general spitting and then spitting of seeds and gum and all that kind of stuff. And they also want to... And they're also prohibiting fighting and to co- because of the close proximity. And if you were to fight, it is said, per Joel Sherman, that there will be severe punishments from the league if you were to fight. I thought that was just interesting. So... It, at first, I took it, I knew that it was because of social distancing stuff and not try, trying to keep as many people healthy as possible, but at first, I took it as the league is giving players, I don't know why I thought this, but I took it as the league giving players permission to throw at Houston, and then Houston can't do anything about it, but obviously, that's not their reason they're doing it. 
But again, there's still a lot to be worked out. Uh, I know the Players Union and the league will hopefully reach an agreement at some point. Right now, it seems to me at least that the health and safety part they have pretty much squared away. They're all they're figuring out the finer details and also the payment for players, because also with no fans in the stands in general, you're still even if we resume the season, you're not gonna have uh, fans there. So it's just, I mean, it's a tough situation to be in. I mean, as we all know, sports are taking a big hit. I know that uh, basketball and hockey are slowly starting to get going. They were targeting, I think, June. NASCAR already had a race go on. UFC's had a fight go on. So sports are slowly starting to come back. Football, I don't really know what the deal is going to be with football. Uh, again, like I said in the last episode, they start their se- the preseason and regular season late August, early September. But they also have camps and all that kind of stuff so it should be interesting to see how this all plays out Uh, I'm hoping for a season even if it's half a season just something but also we want the players to be and their families to be as safe as possible so that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this episode again just like the last episode next time we get an update we'll do an episode hopefully within the next week or so MLB and the players union will come to an agreement and we can figure out what is going on oh uh, we ho- thank you for tuning in to this episode of the our city podcast make sure you're following us on twitter liking the video subscribing sharing telling your friends to come check us out and if you have any questions comments concerns leave them down below in the comments section thank you for tuning in to this episode we hope to see you next time Let's go Mets.